the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we're going to be here for the next 56 minutes talking about car and car repair and car parts and tires and oil and gasoline and all those kinds of questions that you have. And But I'm going to also tell you about some really good shops that I can stand behind. Strictly, service, strictly diesel service and repair, tongue twister right there has been a friend of mine. Nate has been a friend of mine for a very long time. He's uh, south of I-17 on Pinnacle Peak Road. And when it comes to Chevy, Dodge, and Ford, and some foreign and domestic other light-duty diesel trucks, and light duty is important, not the big trucks, then Nate's really good at that. And he does diesels. He's a good person to get to know. He's really good at diagnostics, and he's good at explaining stuff. So if you have a diesel that nobody else seems to be able to fix, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair would be a place that I probably would give them a call, make an appointment, and ask them if they can take a look at a problem and ask them, it's okay to say, what's your diagnostic charge? And most of us have a range. It can be as little as or as much as, right, Dave? Absolutely, depending on the problem. Exactly. Dave and I on oh and the phone line are, are wide open 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. There's parts problems right now. We can agree to that. Yeah, parts and equipment. Yeah, yeah. both absolutely. And it's it's not going to get any better. And right now, what I'm told is is that there is a circle of ships that goes between the United States and other p- countries, predominantly China. So when the ship comes into the port on the west coast, and there's four major ports there, it offloads all of its uh, shipping containers that contain auto parts. But they load empty ones on. The ship leaves and goes to China and drops off the empty ones and picks up full ones and then comes back. One of the reps was showing me an app that shows you the boats in the harbors, and they haven't moved. You see, maritime law or whatever... When your boat goes into the harbor, you can wait until you get a load to go out. So you got these guys with no shipping containers because we're not the United States is not exporting anything. Right. So we have these no shipping containers. But then in China, there's parts there that are in shipping containers. But because they're not haven't been loaded on the boats because all the boats are in the United States waiting to offload or to take empty containers back. This is this is the funny part. They they said, well, we ordered a million dollars. I'm just using this as an example. A million dollars worth of batteries. They say our batteries are done. They're in shipping containers. The problem is is that it doesn't look like they're going to get picked up anytime soon, so we're going to start charging you storage for the shipping container full of batteries that you've already paid for. So now the price of the batteries is going to go up because it's sitting there instead of on its way here. Yeah. 
So we have all this dynamics of trade involved. Yeah. And so I don't know that we're experiencing any any shortages of parts. We've not been able to not fix a car. Typically, your parts department and mine and many others have the ability to look at a variety of name brands. We can find a window motor in five different kinds of packages. So we can find that. But but they say it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I, I don't know about you, but we're not taking the car apart until the, we have the part. Right, and that's that's a good point because that's exactly what we started doing too. The parts used to be more readily available, and we could have them in a short amount of time. We're just it's just taking longer. We're we're, we're in the same boat you are. We've been able to find the parts, but sometimes it has to be the next day. Sometimes we have to order it from out of state somewhere. Mm-hmm. And manufacturing, you know, manufacturing slowed down last year because of COVID and a lot of the other things that went on. Um, so manufacturing slowed down, and they're gearing everything back up again. But it takes a while to get kind of get everything back in the pipeline right now rv batteries are starting to come back out now because in during the COVID time rvs they nobody was buying a fifth wheel or a big bumper puller or anything like that so now all of a sudden we've got a whole bunch of peoples with rvs that need batteries but those big six volt thousand amp batteries that they hook into series or the big 12 volts those are hard to come by and if you do get them they're kind of expensive yeah, and I was telling you that, you know, equipment, too, just yeah. just buying equipment. Um, a lot of the manufacturers out there are having, having getting ramped back up again, like I'd said, and it's just taking longer to buy a piece of equipment that we normally could have gotten within a week. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, we could have gotten it within a week, but now sometimes it's taking up to eight weeks, um, you know, and look at look at the newer vehicles. You know, they're talking about it, it's – I got a friend of mine at the gym. He'd ordered a, he ordered a truck. And he said, I ordered it eight weeks ago, and he said, I got about four more weeks to go before I'm going to get it. Yeah. And yeah. so it's going to, it's, everything is kind of taking just a little bit longer, and I think it's just because everything is, you know, just now getting back into the pipeline. And, and I, and I, you're right. Half the pipeline is empty. Yeah. And half the pipeline is running at about 25%. And yeah. so, and then the, we, the raw goods and the fact that we're, we've got a whole bunch of product, according to the big parts guys that, are friends of mine. We've got a lot of product that's offshore that we'd like to get here, but yeah. we're having a tough time getting it here just because of the dynamics of the boats and the ships and stuff like that. And it all has to do with shipping containers. All right, we got a phone call. Who would that be? Say hello to Mark. Mark, good morning. How can we help you? Hi, good morning. I really enjoy your show, guys. You know, I just, it's amazing. Uh, and I hope you guys keep, uh, keep, keep it up. Thank you. Uh, I have a, I have a problem. I have an uh, H2 uh, Hummer uh, 2004. Okay. And um, I've been taken to a shop, you know, because I have an air conditioning issue. Uh-huh. And uh, they replaced the front. Uh, it's kind of like a radiator or something in the front that, you know. Condenser. Con- yeah, they replaced that because that was the problem. And still not working, you know. Uh, it's it's really, you know, annoying. Cause, uh, so I'm, I'm looking for somebody and the North Phoenix, you know, uh, area over there that, you know, a good guy, they can take a look beside being going to a dealer, you know. Okay, okay. L- let me ask you a couple questions. What yes. d- It went in for it didn't blow cold at all or it was just lukewarm? He looks, okay. Now, uh, lately, you know, if I'm, when I'm stopped at the stop sign, before it was like, you know, really getting really uh, warm at the stop sign. Now it's kind of, you know, getting a little bit, but, you know, when I'm driving... It's getting like warm air coming in. Okay, so so in it, it here's two choices now. Okay, it's going to be hot one time and cold the other. Which one is stopped and which one is moving down the highway at sixty miles an hour? What does it do? Is it colder at sixty miles an hour than it is at a traffic light? 
uh, okay, put it this way. If I go to Prescott, it's getting a little colder because the outside is not so hot, so it gets a little cooler. Here in Phoenix now with this temperature, it's really getting, it's blowing. It's, it, you know, it's ri- ridiculous. You can't even, you have to open the windows, you know, it's kind of, you know, blowing uh-huh. almost uh, hot air. Okay, I know, but, but you didn't answer my question. And, and, and here's uh-huh. what I'm looking for, okay? We have to have airflow across the condenser. Okay. Yeah. So the airflow at thirty, forty, fifty, seventy, eighty, ninety miles an hour is sufficient to make your air conditioning blow cold. So when you're around town, you're not moving through the air that fast. And so I'm uh-huh. trying to draw the distinction so that I can minimize your diagnostic charges by saying to you, does it blow colder when it's in city driving or when you're blowing and going up and down to Prescott? That helps me. Now, the answer is three, is one of three. It blows colder when it's city driving or it blows colder on the highway or I don't know. Do you see? So in order to fix the car, we have to have that kind of conversation. Uh, the question would really be, do you know why they replaced the condenser? You know, the guy said, you know, that was, uh, you know, the problem, you know, is not uh, cooling, you know, getting cold in the, you know, and they have to re- that's what he recommended to replace the, the condenser. All right. So he replaced hey, the condenser. Uh, okay. Uh, have you ever, is those words come out, come out of your mouth? No. Okay. So you've never looked at a car and said, you have a bad condenser. I need to replace the condenser. No. Okay. Let no, me, I me, did not. No. Oh no, 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 no. I'm talking to to to, oh. to, to my guest here, Dave. Okay. Uh-huh. We replace the condenser when it has a hole in it. Yep. <laughs> okay. When it's got a leak. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's dirty and it's filled with bugs and trash, we usually can clean those out with some compressed air and power washers and whatever we need to do. Right. But the condenser itself is going to be good unless it's plugged with debris or it's leaking refrigerant. So for somebody to look at something and say, oh, the condenser is going to fix your problem, why are you shaking your head? They can't see you shaking your head. I'm with you. I'm going to jump all over this because this isn't right. If if his representation of the exchange is correct, then he should have said, thank you, write it down, give me a number, and got the hell out of there. Yeah. Because this, this kind of communication makes it easier for us to fix your car. So if you, I mean, I, 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 just we we have to know the right questions and we have to get get good answers and 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 like I said, it's either yes, no, or I don't know. But um, you you give me your cross streets. Where do you live? What what are the major? I live cross on uh, I live on Cactus and Fortieth uh, Street. Uh, Cactus and Fortieth. Yeah, cactus or uh, cactus and uh, Thunderbird in that area. Okay, okay. Well, at uh, Blackwell Automotive is up there at uh, 40th Street and Greenway. Yep. Yes, I know that uh, that shop. Yeah, you know he he can't he couldn't fix uh, a wet diaper. I'm going to send you to him because um, <laughs> he he he's really um, he he tells everybody he can fix cars, and but he is kind of lucky and he does have a good staff. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. so take go over there and just kind of avoid him. Talk to Aaron. Aaron's a lot smarter than Tom is, and uh, okay. Tom Blackwell. And 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 just say to him, what's your checkout? And and here's something else. Why don't you stop at the auto parts store and buy the thermometer that you can stick in the center vent of your Hummer? Yes. Okay, and then what we want to look, David, give me the range you think. When you're moving down the road at 45 miles an hour or better, what kind of center vent temperature, what's the range that you're comfortable with? Probably right around 
40 to 50? And I, and you can look at it two ways. I agree with you. Yeah. 40 to 50, or we needed at least 30 or 40 below ambient. Yeah. So if it's a 100-degree well, day, yeah. no, it yeah, can yeah. go either way, though. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I agree. Yeah. So if, it, if it's 100 degree out there, then if we say we want a 40 degree drop, then we want to see 60 out of your center vent on a 100 degree day. And so obviously if it's 80 degrees, then we're going to see a little lower. But we, it's not uncommon for us to be able to, and, we, and this is what we say behind the scenes, I got that baby throwing ice cubes at the driver. Because we can do 38 and 42 miles. But keep in mind, your Hummer is a gymnasium. Okay? It's very big. So it's a little yeah. it's it's a little easier to do a two door pickup truck on a Toyota and get that cab cool than your gymnasium on your Hummer. So I anyway, go to Blackwell and just tell him Salem says there's not a prayer in hell that you'll be able to fix it, but you give it the best try. Just tell him that. All righty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. You're welcome to join us if you have a car question. Air conditioning seems to be the question of the day. How'd yours work on the way over here today? Wonderful. Yeah. It this, was great. This morning I woke up, it, it, up in Payson, it was like 58 degrees. Oh, yeah. But it, by the time I got, brushed my teeth and got the dog situated and fed the horses and got in my truck to head down here, at 6 o'clock, it had gone up already 11 degrees. Yeah, it was pretty and, warm. And, and, and when I got down here, it was definitely real warm. But I find my truck just fine, and, and I asked Alan not too long ago if he checked it out, and he goes, yeah, he says, it's, it's thrown ice cubes. It is kind of cold. But if it goes, if you go to low, you freeze the unit up. If you keep the fan speed on low, oh, then yeah. you're freezing the unit up, and now we got the compressor cycling. So I'm, what I'm doing now is it's a little cold, so I leave it there, but I roll the window down and mix a little warm air with it. So now I can, it's kind of like I don't want to run it on low. And I think you'll understand, I, I think most of us understand that that's not the very best thing in the world to do, is run it on low and let it freeze up and cycle the compressor. Right. All righty, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Have you ever felt like you were living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO Dom Falset. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. 
It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. It's after the hour of 11 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. He's at 16th Street South of Indian School, and he's sitting here next to me, and my name's Mark Salem. I'm here every Saturday from 10 to 12 talking about cars. And I want to tell you about another good shop. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. He's the only shop in Mesa I can refer you to. I know Brian and Thelma for years. Even when they were in high school, I knew them. And they have followed their parents' footsteps into the car repair industry. So they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They've been around a very, very long time. They actually date back to the 70s when I was in high school. And the Thompson family owned gas stations in Mesa, along with the Vivian family. And frankly, Brian and Thelma come from those two families. So their history in car repair and gas stations and stuff like that is really unmatched by anybody else. So if you're in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the only place that I would recommend that you patronize. Let's go to Phil. Phil, good morning. Good morning. How can uh, I got a 2008 Chevrolet Impala, and uh, the other day I was driving maybe two, three miles away from the house, and I got a, the air conditioning was running, and then all of a sudden I could smell it like it wasn't, looked up on the dash and said, uh, engine hot, AC off. Well, I had this problem before. They replaced the thermostat at the dealer, and uh, about a week later, same thing again. They replaced the thermostat the second time, reset everything, and two weeks later, it came back on. So I'm saying, I get, this is ridiculous after paying over $500 for this repair. And then I says, you keep the car until it, you fix it. You figure out what the heck's going on. So they said it was some kind of a sensor or something. But now I have the same issue. I don't know what, what I'm going to go what you do about it. Well, you're kind of stuck with them. I don't know anybody that I can send you to that would be wouldn't call me up and use bad words to send me, you know, a car like that that's uh, already been there's been three maybe four repair attempts on it. Obviously, all of them were unsuccessful. Um, I, I let me give you the best advice I can give you: go to another dealer because they like one another. But you don't have to say that. You just take it someplace else and and say what you said. Give them the symptoms. Now, if they can fix the thing, 
then you take that repair bill back to dealer number one. And this works for independent shops or chain stores, okay? I'm not picking on dealers. So you get it fixed and take it back to the original dealer and say, this is what fixes it. I need you to look at all the money I've spent and then look at this repair and know this, that I've got 30, 45, 60 days on this thing and everything is fine now. So look at it. You see, when you go to the dealer and you say that the ABC Automotive in Buckeye, Arizona fixed the car, you're going to have a problem. But if you go to the dealer and say, you're ABC and he is MNOP, then one dealer to the other, they trust one another's diagnosis. And it's that way in the independent market with Dave and I and everybody else. So I think you need to get it fixed. And then you need to, if, if the first multiple repair attempts weren't successful and after you get it fixed then those two bills will tell the story i can't fix your car for you over the phone under the circumstances like this oh no i was i I wasn't wasn't asking you to fix it but but this this has happened about two years ago and now it's reared its ugly head again and i and i uh put the temperature probe on the top and bottom hoses and they're both 185 so i know the thermostat's working well, what kind of car is it? What year? 08 Impala? Uh-huh, with the 3.9 engine. Okay. Are you sure you shouldn't have a 195 in that? I don't know, but that's what, okay. what, the, what my uh, temperature gauge But It's not real accurate. It's about 10 degrees off, so I'm assuming it's pretty close. Okay. Well, we can use the temperature gun like you're using, but really we're going to plug a scanner in and we're going to talk to all the sensors and see what they're talking about. You have a problem with something hot. The, the computer is seeing something hot, and it's shutting off your air conditioning to save you from having the air conditioning system go down or burn up or melt down or whatever. So Well, actually, the dealer told me it was running cold. That's why it's, it did that, because my temperature gauge on the vehicle was between half and, cor- uh, and quarter. And One has nothing half. to do with the other. Okay. One, one has nothing to do with the other. If you run it on cold, if you put your air conditioning on frost, you know, I want you to blow snowflakes, and you put the fan on low speed, it's going to freeze the unit up. The unit's going to go into defrost mode. Then it's going to blow cold air at you again, and there's going to be a slight differential in the air temperature as it goes into defrost mode, and it has nothing to do with the temperature gauge on your dashboard. So don't get those two confused because one has nothing to do with the other. But i got to well, move on. Good luck to you, Phil. I've done the best I can for you. Hal, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, uh, I uh, recently bought a very nice uh, 2008 uh, Chrysler Town and Country. Uh, it, it, it seems to be uh, uh, everything seems to be working on it like clockwork, except that I have the... Uh, the tire pressure indicator showing that there's a low tire, but the tires are all okay, uh, okay. the pressure. Okay. So here's my oh. question. My question is, can it be diagnosed to find which one of those senders is bad, uh, or do you recommend changing all of them? Oh, well, I'm happy to change them all, but if you just let me do it my way, I'll figure out which one is, is, the, one, is the one that's acting up. And, uh, okay. and then I'll just fix that one. Now, um, you, you can go anywhere you want, but one of the places that you might want to stop and talk to is a discount tire. They're really good oh, at what okay. they do. 
They know what to do about these kinds of things. They have the sensors in stock. So what's best for you, in my opinion, would be give this problem to Discount Tire. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, that saved me a lot of trouble. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I work for those guys a lot, and I am so impressed with their customer service skills. And I'm also impressed with the technology advances. They're doing stuff... Well, let me. They're doing stuff today of a procedural nature that, in reality, we'll know about in a year from now. And so, DOTs and tires expiring and all of that kind of stuff, and tire temperature and tire load, and now the tire pressure monitoring system. They were on the forefront of much of that, and it's just because they're all over the country. Yeah. um, And all they deal with is tires. And that's it. That's That's it. it. They're, they're, they stuck to one thing, and that they never deviated from it. A doctor has all kinds of, of people, but yeah. it's got boys and girls, yeah. okay? And, and, and a veterinarian has dogs, cats, horses, pigs, and the like. But when, when you get to discount tire, they have tires, and that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> and, they're, and they're really good at what they do. Yeah. Okay, David, I can't get to you because I've got to come up against a break, but I wish you'd stay there because I'm going to take you first right after, and that means we're going to be back in probably about three, three and a half minutes. So you're welcome to stay, and if not, I apologize. Anybody else, you can dial in 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and there's four lines available. David's got one. And if you want to get uh, on an email, if you want to send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. And David, what's yours? It's autodave at cox.net. Autodave at cox.net. So he's on 16th Street South of Indian School at, at Martin's Automotive, a place that I know your dad. So you're a second generation, just like my kids are taking over our, our business. Yeah. So I've known the family for a very long time. So autodave at cox.net. Mm-hmm. And and then a mark at MarkSalem.com would be another place that uh, I would be able to help you. So, David, hopefully you're there when I get back. And we have, like I said, open lines available, 602-508-0960. Every Saturday we're here on KKNT 960 talking about cars, and you're always welcome to join us. But Monday through Friday, if you want, you can send me an email, mark at MarkSalem.com, and I'll help you the best I can. And if you'll leave me your number, sometimes I'll call you. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi, it's Jim Ryan, General Manager of 960 The Patriot. You've heard me talk about our June campaign to stop human trafficking. I actually visited the Phoenix Dream Center last week, and I was told the Biden administration cut $8 million in funding because they would not mix a boy who says he identifies as a girl with girls who have been trafficked. Let me repeat that. 
Biden cut $8 million from the largest trafficking rescue and rehab program because they separate these abused children by their biological gender. The Phoenix Dream Center and Streetlight USA are doing such great work, and they need your donations now more than ever. I walk the facilities. They have a medical center, a dental center, everything for a full intensive healing process. Their reintegration strategy has four pillars to ensure long-term success, not just immediate care. Join me and 960 The Patriot in our June campaign to help fund the Phoenix Dream Center and Streetlight USA. Please go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the Stop Traffic Walk banner. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. All about that theme and all the mobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of him. Welcome Ford. back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Dave Martin sitting here with me. My sidekick every once in a while comes in on a Saturday and helps me answer car questions. He's a good guy. He's at Martin's Auto, 16th Street, south of Indian School. We talked about Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue in Indian School. He's a good guy, too. They fix cars there. They're really good at diagnostics, and they're good at oil changes. Ellen's at the front counter. Bob's at the back, and the two of them are a good pair to draw to. So those two shops have been around a very long time, and if you ever have a, want a referral for a shop, then just email me, mark at marksalem.com, and I'll send you to the place I can. Let's go to David. David, thank you for holding. How can we help you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, yes, I have a couple questions here and a, and a couple uh, shout-outs to a couple shops here. Okay. Um, I've got my first question is it's an AC. Um, I need my or AC repaired, which is probably the compressor. And I went to a couple shops um, in the North Valley. I tried Action Auto and first, but they won't replace or they don't like doing the old A6 compressor 
uh, repairs. Um, so I'm kind of having an issue finding somebody that will uh, do the repair. And I just got my uh, car out of the ANS transmissions, and Elger um, and his crew did a really, I think they did a really good job. They gave me all my old parts back, and they went through everything, what they did to my car and everything, so I'm very pleased about that. Okay. And uh, also the Phoenix Body Works. Um, okay. Right now my car is there, and Greg is going to try to help me if he can fix my roof rail uh, seal issues. Okay. So okay. Uh, he, he said Elge is a really good guy, and he knows what he's doing, so I was really happy with that. Okay. Well, those are nice compliments, and I'll pass those on. I'll send them a copy of the tape. But on the air conditioning, the shop says they didn't want to rebuild your A6 that's the compressor, uh, the model well, of your compressor. Just, yeah, they just don't like doing them, not okay. rebuilding, but, you know, putting a replacement in because sometimes they, they're they not the best kind of compressors, and sometimes you get good ones, and sometimes you get more bad ones than good ones. Okay, all right. Well, Dave and I are sitting here, and I can guarantee you we don't sell the same kind of oil, and we don't sell the same kind of, you know, different stuff like that, so every shop has their own idiosyncrasies. There are cars that we won't touch, a sob is one of them. <laughs> and, but there's a sob shop not too far from me that we can refer them to that does just sobs. So as far as your air conditioning is concerned, you're still up there in that north area. Go to Kurtz. Kurtz is not going to... I don't think Kurtz is going to be afraid of an A6. I, I don't understand why Action said that, I, And and but I don't run Action Auto. I, do you guys... Are, are you afraid of A6s no. replacement? Here, here's something that may have happened. You didn't tell them to replace the A6 because... We don't want the customer to tell us what's the matter. We just want the customer to tell us what's going on so that we can diagnose the compressor operation. Does anybody know if the compressor is the problem or not? Well, when I bought the car, it, it the belt was off of it, but if you tried turning the, the clutch part, it would just kind of do a grindy noise. So With the belt the on it or off? Off of it. So you're gonna you're gonna turn the key on. You're going the power is come to the clutch. And what did you use to turn the face of the clutch to feel that it doesn't feel right? What 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 did you use? Well, the you can kind of spin it, and it just has a real grindy noise to it, okay. like something in the clutch is you know going out. No, there no no. There's a pulley, and we electronically suck the hub into the pulley. And the pulley's driven by the belt, so the, the the science, according to Mark, is it has nothing to do with your hands or pushing on anything. It has to do with the operation of applying 12 volts to the clutch, and does it engage, and does it turn the compressor or not? So if it if the pulley isn't moving and the belt is gone, then the idler pulley is or the idler pulley bearing is bad so you pop off the front you take the pulley off you put a new bearing on and i used to remember it was a 606 f11 or something it was one we did a lot of yeah and you, I, you stocked it on your shelf exactly yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. so so it, it just depends i think you just need a fresh pair of eyes and you just say my air conditioning doesn't work and then i put a belt on and this is what happens and then that that's where you go to but it, it, up there by action then just drop down a mile and go over to kurtz and and see if Kurt or uh, you know, if Henry, Eric can can uh, give you an idea, but I don't know why anybody's afraid of an A6. But I wasn't there looking through their eyes, and so I can't really. Right. But thank you for your compliments about um, automatic transmission exchange and Phoenix Body Works. That uh, you made my day with that. Thank you. 
Oh, oh, that that was uh, A and S, or which was Alger. Oh, 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 A and S. Okay, Alger's Dowers. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's yeah. good. Yeah. I've, uh, Alger worked for me in 1979 as a gas station jockey. He's one of the best transmission guys I ever met. He does old cars and new cars. The problem is, is he's so busy that it takes forever to get in and out of his shop. And um, and I just uh, would like to go over there and run his business for about six months and, <laughs> and, and get him what? all straightened out. But he's he's still a good guy. But thank you for that. Thank you very much, David. Got to run. Bob, you're up next. Bob, how can Bob? We got two Bobs. Bob one and Bob two. We're going to go to Bob one. Bob one, how can we help you? Yes, I got a thirteen Lincoln MKX. Uh, it's under warranty until July twenty fifth. In March, the, uh, a warning light came on. I took it to a mechanic. He checked him. He said, it's catalytic converter. And he says, I'll reset it. Let's see what happens. So he, he reset it. I drove again. Same thing. Got reset. Uh, then it was quiet for a while. Then in about April, it showed up again. And then it hasn't shown up since. I was in at the Lincoln dealership, and I told them the story, and I said, can you check it? And they went in to see if their code was still there, and it wasn't. How can we verify if I have a catalytic converter problem? Well, first of all, you, you don't have um, any information that I would buy, bite into. Um, I'm sorry, but the code, that because it says catalytic converter, doesn't mean it's the catalytic converter. It means that I see the problem in that area. So I'm seeing a lot of fuel going in the front, and I'm seeing a lot of fuel coming out the back. And so I don't know why that is. Well, in reality, it's the O2 sensor at the back of the ox- of the catalytic converter that's defective. It's not the converter. It's the two signal-generating um, items on that system. One of them is supposed to say, I see a lot of fuel, and the other is supposed to say, I don't see a lot of fuel. But the back one that's supposed to say, I don't see a lot of fuel, is bad. So you're not going to re- to answer your question bluntly. You're spinning your wheels. If there's no code there, we're done. And and I and I I want to tell you that it's the the story from this technician that the catalytic converter was bad without some sophisticated testing that should have cost you more than a hundred dollars. Then he didn't have a prayer in hell of telling you that the catalytic converter was bad when in reality the air supply the front temp sender, the back temp sensor, the front O2 sensor, the back O2 sensor. There's too many parts there that um, it, it costs a lot of money to have them checked and, and thoroughly checked out. But at this particular point, you have no choice but to do nothing other unless you want to go get a statement from him. And I doubt very seriously if that's going to be, you know, hold any water anywhere. But the good news is what you said that I liked is, is there is no more code in the memory and you don't have that check engine light on anymore. That's good. That means the problem's not there today. Yeah. So good luck, Bob. I'm sorry. That's the best I can do for you. Bob, number two, we're going to get you right after this break. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 the Patriot. 
Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're uh, cooking around here, and we've got a couple of callers, and so we're going to go straight to the callers, and we're going to start with Bob, who's Bob number two, and we're happy to help you. How can we help you, Bob? Morning. You know, at the beginning of the show, you were talking about gasoline direct injection engines and then the problems they're having, Mm -hmm. and my son has a 2014 GMC Sierra. He has the 5.3 with the gasoline direct, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't had any problems. I've changed the oil like when there's like 20% left on the oil life monitor, and I use the Pennzoil Platinum Ultra. Um, do you think that makes any difference if you change the oil a little sooner? You want that? As far Go ahead. as pre- preventing deposits? Uh, you know, let me just real quick. We used to introduce the gasoline, in, introduce the gasoline in behind the valve. And so any oil left on the stem of the valve was kind of washed away by the gasoline, and then it went into the cylinder to be blown up and provide power. Today, we've moved that injector from behind the intake valve to the combustion chamber, so we are, we are directly injecting gasoline at the appropriate time, directly into the cylinder. What's happening is is the oil that we used to wash off the valve is not long, not washed off the valve anymore. So we're having these big deposits. If if you have a clean back of the intake valve is clean, and we have cameras that we can go in through the spark plug hole, and we can look at all kinds of fancy stuff, or drop it down the intake, or whatever. Then don't worry about it. 
what we're finding is is we're finding people that drive the car sparingly, short drives, low mileage, a car that's two years old that has 8,000 miles. We're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff. But today we have cleaners and stuff that we're, we're, we're pretty successful in. There is very few of Salem's customers that we've done two of these services to. We've done services that we were chasing symptoms. But in your case, I want to tell you, whatever you're doing now, just keep doing it because you're hitting a home run. So if you're using Pennzoil and you're doing it under, under, on, on, on a specific uh, uh, miles or days or whatever, then just keep doing that. It has really more to do with his right foot than it does anything else. <laughs> and so he's probably like his mother, wouldn't you think, Bob? Yeah, maybe it needs an Italian tune-up every once in a while. <laughs> Never heard of that? <laughs> no. Hey, no, you're right. You're right. So the more aggressive drivers, I think, are the ones that we're not running into the problems with the carbon buildup on the direct e- e- injection systems. So I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. And frankly, how often are you dealing with that carbon problem? Um, well, we've seen it a little bit more um, lately. For some reason, I don't know why. Well, maybe it's just because people have been kind of stuck at home and driving short distances, a lot of short distances. So we we have, and and and, and you were right. A lot of it has been specific problems that we yeah. we ended up dealing with. Do you have a system to where you flush them? Yes. Okay. And what is that? Give me the range. On the direct injects, yeah, I think direct. it's two fifty to. $350. Okay, it just depends on how much fluid we got to do. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then hopefully we've got an eyeball on it where we can tell when we've cleaned it up good. Otherwise, and, you're not just sticking one can in there and saying, okay, here, because you only made a 10% difference. So Right, and, and like you said, we've got cameras and all kinds yeah. of things. We can go in there and see, see what kind of deposits are on there, and that's what we're finding. And what's the p- number one symptom that you have with those kinds of problems? Uh, power problem. Power and, and, and rough idle. Rough idle, yeah. yeah. And so, Bob, if you don't have either one of those, just keep doing what you're doing. That's my best advice. That's what I would do if I was in your shoes. Thanks. Okay? Thanks. Okay, Bye. thank you, Bob. Tony, you're up next. How can we help you? Hey there, Mark. Uh, happy Father's Day to you guys. Thank coming you. Coming up. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to talk about my Explorer, but i got to get like a real quick story about the hot stuff that we're experiencing for like two years in a row, uh-huh. especially when I was driving big trucks going up to the Baghdad Copper Mine. The old trucks, you know, the old uh, uh, cab overs and stuff like that, <laughs> we used to put fans in front of them, the radiator, you know, with an independent switch, and then we'd redirect our windshield washer sprays, you know, when we're taking that road going up there. You know, the heavy haul by the uh, Big Sandy over there. Yep. And uh, spray water on it every time I was getting big and heavy. But uh, right now, like you said before, one of your callers was talking about, like, when we're right now we're getting stuck in waiting in line or we have to park, things like that. Uh, I mounted a, a, lick, a small electric fan in front of the condenser because of while we sit, you know, the air conditioning run fines, like you say, when it run in 2025, uh, 30. But when we're sitting, I only have one fan behind it pulling. Right. And I want to know what's the best way to hook up the electric for that fan so I can just run it on a switch. I don't want to do a, a thermostat or anything like that. Uh, what's the best way to do that so it operates properly? Um, I just tee it into the trigger on the compressor clutch. So when you turn on the AC, you turn on the fan. 
put a fuse in there, put a relay in there, just hopscotch off the compressor clutch. You're going to have a power and a ground. Grab the power, cut it, run it over to a relay, run it to the fan, run it back to the compressor so when you turn on the air conditioning and protect it with a fuse, but when you turn on the air conditioning, the fan comes on and runs. But should it be running while I'm driving down the road? Is there any way I can do an independent switch with, like, a light? You can. You can. I mean, I... So what if you're running down the road? I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, uh, if I don't need to run the fan, can I just cut it off? All I want to do is turn it on while I'm sitting. No, you can. You can. What I'm saying is, is the aggravation of you remembering this and remembering that, for me, is I just put it on and just run it all the time when I run the air. I mean, I. That's why there's a light on there so I can turn it on or off. Yeah, you can do it either way. You can do it. If you want to put a light on and you want to put a switch on it and turn it on when you're coming to a stop. No, there, there's nothing wrong with that. But but t- what year car are we talking about? 1997 Explorer with a 402 V6 okay. 4-liter. Well, you're talking about a 30-year-old car that starts with an F, and, and, and it needs all the help it can get. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. No, you're, you're, you're fine. Some of the newer model cars have thermostats controlled on the fan. They have a front fan and a back fan and all that other kind of stuff. But here's the real problem today. Okay, let me ask you a question. Where's the temperature needle on your Ford Explorer? Between half and three quarters, or right around three quarters, or between three quarters and the red zone? Where's the temperature? You're talking about the water, right? Yes. Or the coolant? The coolant. It's right in the middle. It's just when we're sitting for a long time, having to wait, and there's no air movement coming across the condenser. And where is the the temperature gauge at that time? It's the same. Okay, then. I'm going to tell you something, and you you can argue with me because I don't really care. But the, you, that car is designed to run around three quarters a gauge a width of the needle on either side. There's nothing wrong with that car at three quarters. Nothing, nothing. People come in all the time and say my car's overheating. Where's the needle? Well, it's a little over half. I don't care that it's a little over half. And it's 117. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. There is a red zone on the gauge for a reason. That's the zone we don't want you in. But everything made in the last 20 years is is okay to run at the three-quarter mark. One width of the needle to the right or to the left is kind of a okay, we're fine with that. And to be honest with you, for me, it's two needle widths north of that. As long as it's not in the red and we can explain it. Yeah. You're pulling up, you're going to Payson, you're pulling the trailer, and you get up there to the three-quarter mark, you start flirting with that red zone, you know I'm, I'm, I'm hauling the load and I'm going uphill. But but people get all upset, and they do all kinds of weird stuff because it's running at three-quarter this time of the year. It's supposed to run at three-quarter. That's okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hot out there. That's so, for sure. But I don't think you're going to get any temperature gain, and I would be interested in the results of your testing. So maybe if you put it on a switch, then you can go through a day at 117 and kind of t- and, and put your digital uh, thermometer in your center vent and run your fan speed on speed three on the research side and just keep some track of, of some of the temperature. And then the question is, are you seeing a difference when you turn on the fan at a stop? And and um, and I, I I suspect if you do see a difference, it's going to be one or two degrees. I don't think it's going to be a real big deal. I don't think it's going to make a big difference. But but yes, the answer is, is you can put a switch there. I got to run, Tony. Thank you very much. That's interesting. That that that. But we're redesigning the car that somebody else put together. Well, and and the thing that got got stuck in my head was 
when you and I, before the show, we talked about how we can't remember anything. Yeah. Would you remember to turn the thing on? That's what I was driving at. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't remember. That's what I was driving at. I, I can't tell you how many... How many times have you seen someone come at you in the middle of the day with their fog lights on <laughs> and their aftermarket fog lights? Well, they left the light on from last night or something. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and timers and all that. And so now as we get older, I'm thinking, I'm going to forget that light. I'm going to forget that light. <laughs> you know, forget it. I put my big floodlights on my one-ton truck so I can sweep the pastures for the horses and look at them. I put them on my high beams. Now, if I forget and leave the high beams on, everybody that's coming at me is going to be really mad at me, flashing their lights like I'm on fire. Yeah. So that's my warning, right? But not to mention the, the stupid light in the dash that says, your high beams are on, Mark. <laughs> You're not paying attention to that. I'm not pay- well, I'm, yeah, she's yapping next to me. You know what I'm saying? She's yelling at me because I'm going too fast or I'm going too slow or whatever, whatever. But the idea is, is we, it's really important for us to say in the last 20 years, a car is meant to run right around three quarters, half to three quarters easy. Yeah. That because I can't tell you how many emails I even have people send pictures of the needle past the half mark and they're wanting to know who to go have it diagnosed for the overheat. Yeah. It's not overheating. Here's the overheat. It's puking coolant on the ground <laughs> and there's steam coming out from underneath your hood. That's an overheat. Right, exactly. And and how many I don't know, in the last two days it, the temperature's been up to hundred and seventeen. Oh yeah. We've been right. getting a lot of those calls and the AC's not working. My AC was working great up until yesterday or today and I'm like, well it's hundred and seventeen today. Mm-hmm. It's you know, going to take it a while. Yeah. To, and, and here's, you bring up a great point. You have all this plastic, black plastic duct worked in your dash. Yep. You got in your car and it's outside, it's 117, and inside it's 117 plus. So we've got all this duct work that's black plastic, and you think we're going to cool it off real fast. Not it's gonna not going to happen. So you turn on your air conditioning, go into recirculation, turn it on high blower, and hope for the best, but it's going to take a while for that car to cool down. It's just that's all there is to it. And 117 is, I mean, I remember higher temperatures than that. And and in the old days when the air conditioning systems didn't have a prayer in pulling a rabbit out of their hat back then. I just didn't, I just installed a remote start for my daughter. She had, she's has a, she had a little baby and she said the car's getting, you know, she wanted to be able to start the car, let it cool off before she could put her, Mm -hmm. put the baby in the car. So I installed the remote start and it works really, really nice. And there's something else too. I had a truck that would overheat and run past three quarters a lot, but it was only on a hill and fast. So I did use just what they, I think it was Tony described. I put a, a water system off of my windshield washer jug and I used a couple of sprayers and I would spray water on the condenser. The air conditioning worked better and the engine cooled down, but you only had a quart to deal with. <laughs> so yeah. I was going to put like a 10-gallon tank in the bed of the truck, and my wife goes, so you're going to add 10 gallons of water to the bed of your truck and lose the fuel economy to gain 8 degrees of air temperature. Yeah. And, and make was, the engine work that much harder to haul the water. And I, <laughs> and I said to her, I really hate you. Yeah. You know, I hate you. She says, well, I'm the wife of the car guy. <laughs> and I said, I know, but just remember, he taught you everything you know. Get out of my truck. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're here every Saturday. You're welcome to join us. Dave, autodave at cox.net yep. is your email address for Dave uh, uh, sitting here next to me, Dave Martin and Martin's Auto on uh, 16th Street south of Indian School. And my email address is mark at MarkSalem.com, Mark at MarkSalem.com. You're always welcome to email either one of us, and we'll answer your questions, and we'll do the best we can. If you'll give us your phone number, sometimes it's easier just to call you and ask questions that way.